Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our Saturday morning weekly Formula One news roundup video. I hope you're all doing well. It has been a very, very, very busy week within the world of Formula One, especially considering it is still the winter break. Now, the biggest news of the week, of course, is Gunther Steiner leaving Haas. There was an emergency news video that went out on the channel uh, on the day that was revealed, which was Wednesday, I believe. So if you want to see all my opinions on that, there's a separate video on that. We will be touching it on... We will be touching that in this video as well, though. So stick around here, why don't you? We have got a lot to get through uh, today. Firstly, like and subscribe, that's the rules, you have to like and subscribe, otherwise you're just not very nice. But going on into this video, right, so Gene Haas, the owner of Haas Formula One team, has done a big exclusive interview with Formula One themselves for their website. And in that, he's talked a lot. And there's a lot to touch on from uh, Gunther Steiner, to Ayo Komatsu, to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, to Ferrari, to everything. So we're going to break down all of that as the big main story here in the news video today. But we also have got a lot of other stuff to go through as well, including another livery launch has been revealed. Uh, Williams have signed a new engine deal. Uh, some talks about Alpha Tauri and their partnership with Red Bull. Looking generally at F1's engines in 2024, some F1 Academy stuff as well, and also a fun little story about the safety car and AI. All that and more to come in this here F1 news video. Uh, but like I said, we're going to start with Gene Haas. Before that though, I must say, I'm recording this right now on Friday evening. Now I normally record these Saturday morning, but... On Saturday morning, when you're watching this, I'll be on my way to Birmingham to go to the NEC to go to uh, Autosport International. So I won't be able to record this video on a Saturday morning. So if any major news has happened between last night and this morning, and I'm not covering it, that's why. There you go. Also, last night on the channel, the video came out for my predictions for who I think will be driving each, t each uh, car in 2025. I described that badly. My predictions for the driver lineups in 2025. That video came out last night. So once this is done, go watch that. Right. Admin all done. Let's talk about Gene Haas because he's done this interview with uh, F1, which firstly is very interesting as it is because I feel like I'm not sure about his NASCAR side of his business, but certainly in his Formula One side of his business, he doesn't do many interviews. He doesn't do much press. He's not really at many races. He's kind of like this silent guy. We know he owns the company, but we don't really see him. So him to do an interview like this was quite surprising. Then you see the length of the interview he's done and some of the stuff he said in it as well. It's all quite surprising. Um, and I think the reason he hasn't done many interviews before is because Gunther Steiner was very good at doing them. Obviously, very charismatic person, well-liked by the media and the fan base. Gene Haas doesn't have to do these interviews. Now he's gone. 
And I was listening to the Sky Sports F1 podcast when they when uh, Gunther was let go, and Craig Slater there said Ayo Komatsu isn't necessarily the most charismatic guy, and you're not going to get the same kind of access from him as you would have from uh, Gunther Steiner, which isn't shocking because Gunther Steiner was one of the most charismatic guys in F1. So for Ayo Komatsu to not be on that level isn't a surprise, but apparently he's just not that kind of guy at all. We'll obviously hear from him in like press conferences. But we don't. He doesn't really expect him to be out there talking to the media a lot, especially to the levels that Gunther did. So maybe Gene Haas interviews are more of what we're going to be getting going down the line as he becomes more of the face and the voice of Haas F1 team. So a couple things that we found out not from the Gene Haas interview before we get into that. Firstly, Gunther did not find out he lost a job on Wednesday when all the rest of us did. Gunther found out that he lost his job towards the end of December. Um, and I said in my initial video that he was fired. That's not necessarily true in the same way that Jeremy Clarkson was not fired from the BBC. His contract was just not renewed. His contract came to an end and uh, Gene Haas said, nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna carry on, we're gonna go in a different direction. And that's what he's done. You know, end of December, I hope it wasn't like near Christmas, because that just seems very mean, you know, just Christmas Day. Oh hi Gene, what's going on? Oh you know, Gene Haas got got visited by three ghosts overnight that told him to fire Gunther Steiner the opposite of the Christmas Carol story, but yeah, um, I still feel bad for Gunther. I don't know if he necessarily deserved it, but he was not the only person leaving Haas because Haas technical director Simone Rester also left Haas, but this time he resigned. He was not let go uh, by Haas. This came from uh, motorsport underscore IT uh, that Rester disagreed with Gene Haas over development of the car. He also cited lack of motivation as a reason behind his decision. Now, now that, that is very interesting as we'll get more into the interview from Gene Haas because Gene very much blames the um, aero and design of the car on the reason for why they're not uh, succeeding. I also think uh, Simone Resta, I believe he was basically on loan to Haas from Ferrari, and Simone Resta wanted to stick with the Ferrari concept of car, whereas Gene Haas wanted to move to the Red Bull. That is the rumour going around at the minute, which led to uh, disagreements, which have led to Simone Resta leaving. So, let's get into Gene Haas's interview here. So, he was uh, asked about the reasons behind Gunther Steiner's departure, and this is what he said. Here we are in our eighth year, over 160 races, and we've never had a podium. The last couple of years, we've been 10th or 9th, which I don't believe is actually true. I believe he was 10th or 8th. I'm just going to double-check that. Not that it's massively important, but I'd like to get it right yeah, he was 8th in 2022, so, you know, first incorrect thing. Got you, Gene. Anyway, he says, I'm not sitting here saying it's Gunther's fault or anything like that, but it just seems like this was an appropriate time to make the change and try a different direction, because it doesn't seem like we are... Con like, continuing with what we had is really going to work. I like Gunther, he's a really nice person and a really good personality. We had a tough end to the year and I don't understand that. I really don't. 
These are good questions to ask Gunther. What went wrong? At the end of the day, it's all about performance. I have no interest in being 10th anymore. So, the reason Gunther's gone? Haas wasn't doing well. Now, other people have come out and said, you know, obviously Haas wasn't doing well. But Gunther was asking Gene to put more money into the team, and Gene said no. And that is really what this whole interview is about. It boggles my mind, because we'll get into it a bit more here. Gene does not want to put any more money into Formula 1 than he already is, but he also refuses to have anyone else put any money into the team, because it's his team and he wants the glory. And I think as well, that might be why Gunther got Das Boot, because Gunther was the face of Haas not Gene. I was talking to my friends the other day and I said, Haas is the only team on the F1 grid where you could argue the team principal is more well known than either of the drivers. I can't think of any other team that has that. Because you know, you know, the most the most well known team principals are the likes of Toto Wolf and Christian Horner. But in those teams you have Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Two characters who are way more well-known than the team principals. The only team you can point to and say, maybe the team principal is more well-known than the driver, is Haas. And the team principal is far more well-known than the team owner. Anyway, we'll carry on, because this is what he said about uh, Ayo Kamatsu. He said, we looked from within and who had the most experience. Ayo has been with the team since day one. He knows the ins and outs. My biggest concern is when we go to Bahrain, we need to show up with a car that is ready to go. Maybe have more of a managerial type style and engineering approach. Approach. We will see if it has its benefits. I think Gunther has more of a human type approach to everything with people and the way he interacted with people. He was very good at that. Ayo is technical. He will look at things based on statistics and that's uh, where we've been doing badly, where we can do better. It's a different approach. We really do need something different because we aren't really doing that well. Like I said, it all comes down to an eight years dead last. Nothing more I can say on that. So few things to touch on here. Firstly, he says when we turn up to Bahrain in testing in uh, just over a month now, it's towards the end of February, and we'll have loads of videos on testing when it comes up. Make sure you like and subscribe. So when we come to testing in Bahrain, uh, Gene Haas wants a car that is, can show up and is ready to go. If that is the case for the reason for Gunther Steiner's departure, if you're naming that as one of the reasons for why he is gone... Why did you get rid of him at the end of December when there is two months to work on the car before testing? If he'd said here, oh yeah, we want to show up in 2025 with a car that's ready to go, then maybe I could understand. But they've been working on this 2024 car basically all of last year. Everything that's gone into this car to this point, and basically up until we get to testing, and for the first few races... All of that has been led by Gunther Steiner as head of the team, not Ayo Komatsu. The same way as last year, the Ferrari that turned up was developed under the eyes of Maria Binotto, not Frederick Vesti. Not Frederick Vesti. Oh, Frederick Vasseur. Frederick Vesti is not the team principal of Ferrari. But yeah, this Haas coming up this year 
this is not Ayo Komatsu's baby. Yes, he would have worked on it as his uh, role as the uh, engineer, but he would not have been leading development as terms, in terms of team principal. That still would have been Gunther Steiner. So I do not agree with him on that point there. Maybe looking to the future it will, but we'll wait and see. Also, Ayo Komatsu has been part of this team, a senior part of this team, for a long time now. Meaning as well that... As much as Gunther's the, the team principal and was in charge, Ayo has been leading the development of these cars that have been finishing last as well. I think maybe if he'd gone from outside, you would have seen something different. But hiring the guy who's been developing the cars been finishing last to now be team principal, I don't see how that can make that much of a difference. We'll have to wait and see. There's no point about Gunther being a human-type approach person. 100% agree. You don't get many team principals who, you know, are that friendly with everyone. And, you know, even when he got rid of Magnuson and Grosjean, they still spoke very highly of him to the point that, you know, Magnuson was very prepared to come back to the team and the team principal that fired him and booted him out of Formula One. You don't get many team principals who are like that. And that human approach, you know, yeah, you can say, look, it's he's not an engineer, but that human approach is good. That human approach is what gets the team singing from the same hymn sheet all the time. That's what makes that kind of family feeling that the Haas team always seemed to have. You know, it's the same with football managers. You can have a football manager who has genius ideas about tactics, but if you can't get the team working as a team, you're never going to go anywhere. So with AO, I don't really know much about him, and anything I can say about him is just stuff I've heard elsewhere, but it doesn't seem like he's the leader that they need. Yes, he can have very good technical ideas, but as of right now, I don't really see him as that guy who the entire team are going to be like, yes, I will work extra hard to make AO happy. And I think they would have done that for Gunther. Moving on to something which, you know, if I was Gene Haas, I wouldn't have mentioned. But he did mention it, because there was a big story that came out uh, last year that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the uh, actors and co-owners of Wrexham AFC Football Club, um, had invested $200 million into Alpine. And this was a huge story. Great investment for Alpine. They've also done a few things since where... uh, uh, Ocon had the Deadpool helmet and they did a little video with Ryan Reynolds. We saw Rob McElhenney at the Las Vegas Grand Prix. You know, little things like that to kind of boost Alpine, but also it's all good for everyone. Um, Gene Haas has come out and said that Rob and Ryan went to him first and he said no. So this is what he had to say. We have had outside investors come in and they want to talk to us. They expect a 15% rate of return every year. Give me a 15% rate of return and I have a couple hundred million dollars to give you. They have very high expectations and they have all kinds of rules. What their job is, they want to buy into you and five years later they want to make a hundred million dollars profit. Quite frankly, I don't need that kind of oversight from people who come in with $200 million. It's not enough to entice me to do that. You know, I can kind of see his point, but I think that's the kind of mentality of someone who expects to finish last. He also, late, actually earlier in the interview, said this. 
We need to do better. It's easier to keep sponsors and attract sponsors if you're a mid-pack team or an, and not a dead last team. That's my perspective on it. At the same time, if we can run a little faster, we can get more FOM money, which will make life a little bit easier. How about, Gene, to make life a little bit easier, if someone says, hey, Gene, do you want $200 million? You say yes. Not just like, you know, do you want $200 million and two of the most talked about actors in the world advertising your Formula One team? I mean, come on, you can't say on one hand, oh, we struggle, we struggle so badly, no one wants to sponsor poor old Hass and we get no money from FOM, then say, I was offered $200 million and I said no. That's ridiculous. It's, oh, it's, you know, just what it seems here. And initially, when Gunfersteiner was let go, a lot of people said that Gene Haas wasn't happy that Gunfer was writing a book or was an executive producer on some comedy show or that uh, Gunfersteiner was becoming bigger than the team. And I thought, oh, don't be ridiculous. You know, Gene's a businessman. I understand. He won't be thinking like that. He'll be thinking fully of the team. But the more I read into this, the more I'm starting to believe that that's the truth. Gene Haas wants to be the guy, and he can't stand it when people in his team and around him are more popular than he is. Why wouldn't you want Ryan Reynolds advertising your Formula One team? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then for him to say, oh, we don't get any money, you get offered money and you say no. It's utterly, utterly ridiculous, because we've seen, you know, The work that Rob and Ryan have done with Wrexham is immense, incredible. You know, I don't, a more uh, regular viewers of the channel will know, I'm from Wrexham. And I can say, not just have they completely turned the football club around from a team that was, you know, on their last legs, owned by the fans in National League football, looking like they're going to be in National League football forever, to a team that can, you know, we're going to be facing Blackburn Rovers, Blackburn Rovers in the FA Cup soon. They're a championship side, and, you know, Rovers are still the favourites, but, you know, there's a little look in that Wrexham could beat them, and it wouldn't necessarily be a big shock. That's a huge turnaround in, like, the three, four years that they've been there. But also, just, like, the mood of Wrexham as a town slash city has massively changed just because Rob and Ryan have kind of put hope into the city itself, where people are starting to believe in themselves a little bit more. You know, they have... Apparently there's, like, millions of dollars worth of tourism in Wales as a country is directly from them being involved in Wrexham Football Club. It's huge, the amount of uh, work they've done for Wrexham. Now, of course, they're not going to go to the same lengths with this investment because they're not 100% owners like they are with Wrexham. But, still... Having them associated with your team is good. Alpine can see that. I know they haven't done much of Alpine, but the stuff they have done has been tremendously uh, publicised and successful. And along with that, you get $200 million. So I just don't understand Gene Haas right now. And I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't understand what he's doing. I don't see where Haas go from here. Because I feel like a lot of the guys in that team have a lot of love and respect for Gunther Steiner. He wasn't allowed to say goodbye, by the way. The team he's led since day one, he wasn't allowed to go into the factory and say goodbye to all the people he's worked with for all these years. 
So I imagine a lot of them are going to be quite upset right now that this person they like and they respect has been removed and replaced by someone who maybe they like and respect but not to the same level. And, you know, this car, I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand as well. He talks as well about his tremendous relationship with Ferrari and how that's the key to everything, but he's the one who instructed them to go from the Ferrari concept to the Red Bull concept. So what's going on there? Haas are a mess, and I don't know how they're going to go this year. If they finish last again, no huge shock there. The most upsetting thing about this is it looks like they're going to get Ollie Behrman in 2025, and I don't want his career to die before he's begun. Let's stop talking about Gene Haas before my blood pressure goes through the roof. Let's talk about Aston Martin, because Aston Martin have announced that their livery launch will be on the 12th of February. I believe they're like the fourth team now to reveal when their livery launch is going to be, so that's all good. Uh, Fernando Alonso has put out a few videos that he's been in and around the Aston Martin factory over the last week, getting ready, going in the simulator. Big year for Aston this year. Of course, they had a very successful year last year. Loads of podiums for Fernando Alonso. Easily the second best car at the start of the season. They did fall away at the midpoint and kind of come back again towards the end. But this is a huge year for them to prove that it wasn't a fluke. Because if you look through Formula 1, there have been years of teams who just kind of pop up and are in that top three. I mean, in recent memory... Was it 2016? I think Williams finished third in the uh, Constructors' Championship as they went into the Turbo Hybrid era. But then as soon as like people kind of caught up, Williams fell back down. And Aston don't want to be that team where guys go, oh, they had that one good year. They want to continue on this success and build upon it. And I do believe they can build upon it. But yeah, big year for Aston because they've got to prove they can do it again. And they've got to prove that to none other than Fernando Alonso, his contract coming to an end at the end of this year. If Fernando then feels, oh, you were a one-season wonder, he will look elsewhere, and he is their biggest asset right now. So huge year for Aston, all beginning 12th of February. <clears throat> now, Williams, we did speak about them, uh, but they have entered a big deal now with Mercedes. Of course, they've been with Mercedes for a while. I mean... When did they move to Mercedes? I can't even remember. But they've been with Mercedes for a very long time now. And they'll be with Mercedes for even longer. They've signed a new contract with them to have Mercedes engines till 2030. So uh, they have ticked off the box of sorting out their engine for 2026, which is when the new engine regulations come in. That's the big change there. Much like McLaren... They haven't just said, yes, we'll stick with you to 2026. They have secured their long-term future all the way to 2030. Not a huge shock, uh, firstly because Williams has been with Mercedes for a while, but also James Vowles, the team principal, is a Mercedes boy. So not a huge shock that these two are sticking together. Another team who it's not a shock they're sticking together is Alpha Tauri and Red Bull. Because Alpha Tauri, the sister team of Red Bull, who are still yet to reveal their brand new name, although it probably will be Racing Bulls, uh, they go into 2024 uh, tightening up their relationship with Red Bull even more. We saw a bit of it towards the end of last year when Alpha Tauri went from rubbish to quite good. Uh, but yeah, they're going to continue this. Alpha Tauri currently um, have their base in Italy. But they are planning to move to planning to move its uh, 
aero department to Milton Keynes to be even closer to Red Bull. So that relationship getting even closer yet again. Alpha Tauri definitely wants to watch this year in terms of that upper midfield. I don't expect them to touch the likes of Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston, but you know, I think we could definitely see Alpha Tauri and Alpine kind of beefing for that best of the rest type spot there. And uh, yeah, we speak about engines before, and kind of a big news story that has kind of gone under under the wire this year. Under the wire? Is that a phrase? I don't know. But a story that not people are talking about is that F1's engine limit from 2024 has been reduced from four engines to three. Now, this is, I think, a huge story, which has been drowned out due to the Gunther Steiner story. But yes, we didn't see it that much last year, apart from if you were Charles Leclerc. But if you have last year, if you use more than four uh, of your engine, you got you get another one, but you got a penalty. We didn't see that many engine penalties last year. The year before, in 2022, we saw a lot of engine penalties and people kind of got on top of it. So F1's gone, how dare you? How dare you get on top of your, your engines here? We're going to push you back down again to three power units per uh, driver. So we should see more engine penalties coming in the 2024 season, which I think will divide people because some people like the engine penalties, some people don't. We'll wait and see. <sighs> right, F1 Academy. The I don't think all the drivers for this have been announced yet, and they're taking their time with it. I'm just going to check because um, we've had a new uh, driver announced for F1 Academy and their... Um, team they're associated with because it is a big thing this year for f1 academy that every formula one team will have a driver in f1 academy that is associated with them the car will be the same colors as, as whatever the formula one car is and um they will join the junior program of that team as of right now there is one two three four five drivers out of 16 announced for f1 academy the first race will take place on the 8th of march in a place which loves women and loves women driving that's right it's saudi arabia uh, but we have the latest name announced and it is i've lost the name it is carrie schreinder and she will be driving for campos racing and has joined the sauber academy uh, or the team state no stake f1 team kick sauber driving academy so she will her car will look like whatever the stake f1 team kick sauber car looks like uh, she did compete in f1 academy last year finishing 11th in the championship overall but did get a win at the second race on the zanvor weekend so at the minute we have aston martin's representative of tina houseman driving for prima uh, alpine have got abby pulling in Rodin motorsport Rodin motorsport who are now not Rodin carlin motorsport they are now just Rodin motorsport as the carling section of uh, Rodin carlin has moved on to go somewhere else bianca uh, busamante is driving for mclaren in art she nearly got cancelled over christmas but i think she just dodged it uh, and leah block the daughter of ken block is driving for williams also in art so still a few teams to announce their drivers there uh, red bull haven't yet mclaren have sorry uh, mercedes haven't yet ferrari haven't yet Haas haven't yet who's gonna drive for Haas? my goodness but also 
alongside those 10 drivers, there'll be another six drivers who either, like, are also in uh, driver academies or are completely independent. We'll wait and see. So a lot of news still to come before F1 Academy takes to the streets of Saudi Arabia. But, do you know what else might be taking to the streets of Saudi Arabia? The Mercedes safety car. But not as you know it. This is a fun little story here for you. Uh, the Mercedes F1 team are beginning a collaboration with automotive technology company Lumina that will help develop a laser detection system for the FIA safety car. Mercedes states that the sensor from the laser detection system will create a real-time 3D map of the environment ahead of the safety car, notably enhancing the safety car's ability to assess the situation on track while maintaining the required high speeds. The equipment will be incorporated on the roof of the Mercedes-AMG GT Black Series that serves as the safety car. Lumina states that it can detect debris from up to 250 metres ahead and other objects up to 500 metres away. My goodness, wouldn't that be fun? It would be even more fun if you could like see the lasers going like that from from it. I'd do that, yes, for spectator reasons. But there you go, some changes to the FIA safety car. Not approved yet by the FIA, but the Mercedes are going to be going to the FIA to see if they can get that done, which sounds like fun. We've nearly been going for half an hour now, and that's all the news we have. Um, it's been a long one, mostly ranting about Gene Haas. So, there you go. As I said, the video of my predictions for the 2025 Formula 1 grid is out right now. We'll have another video out uh, on Friday. And I'll, I'm going to leave it as a surprise what it is. Not because I don't know, but because I want to surprise you. And of course, if there is any more news between now and... And then I'll be back on Saturday for the next weekly F1 news roundup. If there's no news, I'll stay in bed. Also, if there's big stories, I'll make videos as soon as I can. That's everything covered. Enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time, have a good one. Goodbye.